Yo, what's happening? It's Vince McMahon. This is Chad G. Slim Villain. Together, we form the three-man group known as the Fabulous Three Bros. And this is... Subject to change. It's the show where we bring you all the high spots, the low blows, and everything else in between the ropes of professional wrestling. So stay tuned, and let's get it popping off. And if they're smart, they'll listen. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 11 of Subject to Change, another pro wrestling podcast for your pro wrestling needs. I'm your host, Vince McMahons, being joined by my boy, Chad G. Say what's good, Chad. It's good, people. How's it going? And as always, we are joined by the slim villain. Slim Sensei, my boy Dylan. Yo, what's up? How's everybody doing today? We had a nice week of wrestling. We got something to talk about. When that happens, we get some good content out of it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, look, we got WrestleMania Black. I'm sorry, Backlash to preview. (laughs) (laughs) We got Backlash to preview. We got a couple things to talk about. So we might be here for a little, little bit. Might get a... We don't have much time, but we might get a little extended episode today. You gotta, you gotta say the whole, the whole name as WWE says: WWE WrestleMania Backlash. WWE WrestleMania Blackass. Oh my god! Brought to you by Snickers. <laughs> brought to, yeah, yeah, that's the brought to by Snickers. <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm pretty sure Braun Strowman said that like verbatim. Besides, like the brought to you by Snickers part, like in like a backstage segment. What if like, they had to do a sides like every time they mentioned it, like. <laughs> <laughs> Put their hand up to their face. They're like, you know, when I beat you in the ring, Drew, I'm going to take that title off Bobby at WrestleMania Blackass. Brought to you by Snickers. I got, you got to put the WWE in there. You got to get the branding, even though you're watching WWE. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, man, look, we got backlash to preview. But other than that, we got a couple things that we need to dive into. Before we preview that big show, let's start out with the sad news, man. Yesterday, we learned um, that we lost a legend in the wrestling world. New Jack has passed away. Due to what I I think what I read was heart failure or yeah, yeah I heart believe it's a heart attack. Yeah. So years old. Yeah, man. New Jack. When you talk about ECW, you talk about like the hardcore legacy that's found in wrestling. Could not have that without New Jack. You know, this was like one of the characters. Really, I don't even want to say character because what I was gonna say is he was one of those people who blurred the lines so much between mm-hmm. reality and kayfabe. You really don't even know where to place him. You know, I mean, the way I look at New Jack is kind of like. The way a nigga would wrestle if he thought the shit was real. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, and that's how New Jack wrestled. Like he wrestled basically. <laughs> there was good, no there was no like dividing line between yeah. his character and whatnot. Like the man literally went into the ring and stabbed people. He threw a motherfucker off a scaffold, almost killed him. He seemed like a man that had like a code, basically. Mm-hmm. Like don't fuck me and, over. And, yeah, and if you and if you violated that code, you felt the consequences of it. But if you didn't violate the code he was cool with you because you see like you see like the outpouring of like of people in the industry that were friends with him and and like that like good things to say about him which like you you might not have thought was the case because like the reputation that he has but he seems like somebody that like 
if you were cool with him, then like, then he'd like do anything for you. But if you if you weren't, then watch out. Exactly. Dylan, did you have any thoughts or memories on New Jack you wanted to share? Uh, the first time I heard about New Jack was that mass transit incident. I think I read about it on like Wikipedia when I was younger, and then they had like a, a vice uh, vice episode on it, oh, like the Dark, Dark Side of the Ring. I'm glad they had that mm-hmm. before you passed. I'm glad to say, you got to do that. Yeah, we're so fortunate to be able that they produced that in the time that they did because it it came out what just last year, right? Yeah, like last year around this time. Yeah, it's like, pretty. It's pretty recent. Very it's recent. That's something for his legacy to yeah. to live on through that. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact like, that he damn. actually got to speak on that documentary too is very fortunate. Yeah, got to tell his story, basically. Got to tell his life story, basically. Mm-hmm. On there, yeah, like this nigga kind of scary. <laughs> Just yeah, that. I was like, I don't know if I would dab dude up if I saw him in person. The promo that he did, yeah, I probably would not want to get in the ring with him. The promo oh, that he did in like in Smoky Mountain uh, Wrestling before he even got to ECW, where this is like the height of like the OJ trial. And then he says, <laughs> <laughs> Two less white people. Yes. That's what we have to worry about. He says it's in Kentucky, like backwoods Kentucky in 1995. Mm-hmm. Like the heat that he got, like he that 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 was a, a man. He would do anything for a reaction. Yeah, and I think that's there. that's really like a staple in his legacy too. Like not only the work he put in, but the stuff that he did and he made happen during the time in which it did. Like you, you got to think he. This man was traveling. In between these honky tonk ass states, you know, in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, fucking Alabama, working around all white people, white crowds, one that literally killed his man. He's coming out here saying, you know, fuck white people, beating people to fuck up, like just saying whatever, wilding and out, like Amen. bloodying up, like the bloodying up, uh, like all the tag teams, like the baby face tag teams are there, like, mm-hmm. like they didn't, like he didn't care, he didn't care about the heat that he got. He was 100% committed to his character. And like you said, like, where did, where did like, New Jack uh, begin? And where did, like, Jerome Young begin? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know. I hope, you know, from the story that they told Dark Side of the Ring, he had a very dark, you know, past and life growing up. I hope that at the later stages of his life, post-wrestling, he found that peace within him and, you know, really uh, just started to live his life in a, a way that was, you know, away from all that pain and everything. Because I think when he wrestled, it it sort of took a, like took out a lot of that anger and frustration that was in him, probably. And I just wonder, you know, how his life was post uh, wrestling because they didn't dive that much into it in Dark Side of the Ring. But I'm hoping he was living good up until then, man. Rest in peace, New Jack. New Jack. We got a couple more distasteful things to talk about. Um, one thing is not really to the fault of the performers. Um, I kind of we can go another direction here. Do y'all want to talk about this injury report we got lined up, or do y'all want to talk about the repugnant, absolutely horrendous Cody Rose promo that we got? What's the injury report that we got? We got let's one. go. Yeah, let's we, go, we can get that out the way real quick. Let's get that out the way. Um, yeah, we need some space. We need a space <laughs> to breathe for that. We need to collect our thoughts. So, Monday, Carrillo tried to do the sunset flip. Um, to the outside against Sheamus. He tried to do that spot. He landed very awkwardly. 
Um, looked like Seamus kind of landed. Yeah. It looked like he landed to me like on his tailbone, and he yeah. just like couldn't move his legs yeah. after that. Psh, man, I was that like, looked nasty. Yeah, oh, when yeah. he fell, he, he went like stiff. I was like, yo, yeah, I was like, no, he's hurt. Was like, no, this is a rat. big dude too. To have all that weight crashing down onto you on the floor, like, mm-hmm. oh man. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the same spot that injured Tommaso Ciampa with Sheamus when they debuted? I believe that's uh... the same exact. He tried. Sure. Tommaso Ciampa tried to do a sunset like a flip power flip. bomb on the second rope to Sheamus. He hurt his knee, didn't he? That, he that was knee. like that, that was like a non-contact. Like, that was yeah, like it was. Yeah, it wasn't like him falling. That, that, that yeah. was like him like him like landing like awkwardly. But still, like, nevertheless, that move is such a botch-worthy move. That's what Seth. That's what yeah, injured Seth that's... on his first title run. Can we can we stop with the sunset flip power bomb? I don't know. I think it's just. I think Man, like it any so I think that can happen on any move in, in wrestling. Yeah. Like you see, like Xavier Woods ruptured his Achilles running the ropes. Yeah, that's you true. see like some like the stuff that he does, like like the like the elbow drop and like the drop. You really can't stuff. safety net much. Yeah, yeah. I think you remember when uh, AJ Neville like I think broke his ankle over like a baseball slide or something. Yeah, uh, like he was like, Neville's yikes. out here doing like it could be the most simple thing. like seven twenties off the top rope, and that's what <laughs> breaks. It was a baseball, <laughs> a baseball slide that did it. Really, I think it becomes a problem with the sunset flip when it's. It seems like when it's bigger dudes on the receiving end of it. Like when when Seth tried to do it, it was against Kane. Like Kane, yeah, yeah. and then Sheamus, and I just think they need to avoid that move with people over like two hundred thirty pounds. Because no, but I think it, like with like Seth's case, like it was just like he just had he, he just, just landed. landed. Yeah, it wasn't like Kane coming down. I don't know. I Kane looked like he was leaning a little bit <laughs> when I looked at that clip. But hey, I, I'm not a wrestler. I don't know. Um, but then after Monday, we saw on Wednesday. Peck powerbombed the shit out of Orange Cassidy. Oh, yeah. Like, when I saw that, I literally jumped out my seat. I said, damn, oh, shit. He, this, this nigga, like, lifted Peck is, like, he's one of the, like, most hardcore performers. Like, he puts his all in the shit, you can tell. Mm-hmm. He lifted his ass up, put him on his shoulders. He did basically, like, a last ride powerbomb. You know, like, how Undertaker lift him up, like, full legs, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Threw that nigga down literally on like the top of his neck and shoulders, like hard as fuck. That shit was like boom. I was like, oh shit. Orange Cassie just rolled over. But you can't really tell if he was hurt or not, because that's like his gimmick. He just be rolling and shit and just like <laughs> being late. Yeah, be like, so, yeah. I think the ref was like, I think he's working. This is the problem again with AEW. Sometimes they don't, I feel like the refs don't be reacting like quick enough when it comes to injuries. But, no, I think they did look okay. Like they yeah, they did probably. Like, with, I think this is probably the best situation yeah. they handled because so, he was rolling out. He tried to recover a little bit. It seemed like, but then you could just tell he was not all the way there. And then we yeah. got kind of a wacky finish, which I heard reportedly it was that it was supposed to be a no, like a no contest anyway. So I guess it yeah. ended up working out. Um, so yeah, hopefully Orange Cassidy's injury is not something that will keep him out for months because we also have Ricky Starks who's out right now for three months. With a neck injury, wanted to mention that real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that's that pretty much concludes our injury report. We will have to dive into backlash uh, later this show, but I wanted to get into something else that caused a little bit of backlash, a little bit of controversy on the internet wrestling scene. And that happened when Cody Rhodes came out here this week and cut some kind of fucking Willie Lynch theory. I don't even know. All lives matter. All lives matter. By Republican <laughs> national convention ass promo. All right, look, this is my problem with this man. Um, so outside of the fact that he feels the need to always throw in the fact that he's married to a black woman, 
Let's let's talk about wrestling. Let's let's just talk. Just let's talk wrestling. Uh, Yeah. Let's just talk wrestling alone. This man is coming off of a bloodbath feud with QT Marshall. That lasted probably about like what a month, three weeks or so. Yeah. Yeah. Just won last week. Last week he just won. He's back out here again this week, trying to start another like, I wouldn't say bloodbath level, but like another like top tier like supposed to be really heated few with some with a go-go what was his name anthony Ogogo? Is that well I, I guess that makes sense because he's in like the nightmare he's like in like QT he's Marshall in that faction yeah yeah and he's like punched so i guess they just keeping it going yeah but he tries to come out here and cut this promo this like pro-american 1980s promo oh, against God. the uk <laughs> like against somebody who's from england like mind you like it was this fucking 1700s like yeah but anyway <laughs> he comes out here and he's like my i'm gonna have a beautiful white baby a beautiful black baby and she's gonna learn to love both of her identities and fucking she's gonna live her life knowing that she's loved and something i'm like cody bro how how much pandering how much pandering does it take for you to to get over because at this point it's just it's making me turn the other direction and it's just tone deaf pandering too exactly like, yeah like this is two. This is 2021. Like he, he seems about like stuck like 20 years in the past, 20, 30 years in the past. Yeah, I was like, what is he even talking about? And like he's like, <laughs> saying, like he's, like, he's like, acting like he was a revolutionary for having I'm like, like mixed bro, race do you know child. How many people, do you know how many people are mixed race like in the world? Chad, you yeah. could be our mixed race representative. Yeah, like I was. How did this make you personally feel? It, it's just like. I, I hate when people just like bring that up. Like that like, makes like 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 they're special because of that mm-hmm. <laughs> like it doesn't make you like like better or more special than anybody you're not like a revolutionary just because you're, you're mixed race like it's, it's just like who you are like I, I don't i didn't i didn't like how cody was like framing that too because it makes it seem like the implication is that a lot of mixed children are just living their lives of like not being able to accept themselves which could be yeah. the case. It, which it, could it be the case for many people. Somewhere. Yeah, it does happen, but it's like it's like here it, I am, Cody Rhodes, your savior. Exactly. Like he's phrasing <laughs> it as if, you know, like is something like revolutionary or monumental for a person who's mixed to be prideful of their heritage. And it's like But it, it all makes sense with him though, once you saw that like that uh that commercial for the reality show where Brandy said it's an honor to be the first uh, black member of the Rhodes family. So, you know, something's yeah, going on. Everything. Definitely been going on in that family for, I'm, for I'm actually excited for the show. Generations. I'm excited for the show because I want them to be fully exposed for how fucking weird they are. Like it's something about that household that we don't really know. Like to like, we don't see the behind the scenes about it, but I, I would like to see it. Cause I want I want to see what the I want to see what the like, conversations are like. I want to see, I want to see how many heifers Brandy lets off in the house. You know, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the one time, like, I don't I don't want to like like keep like bagging on Brandy as much, but like that like what was that promo with Jay Cargo? Like she never talked like that in mm. her life. But the one time that you decided to to talk like that, it's another black woman. Like what yeah. what was that like? Like, is this something, like, very suspect about that? Oh, Jay, you done brought out another side of me, girl. I'm like, a bitch, oh, hell ass. Like, just talk like you usually do. Like, just talk like you usually do. Like, you know that wasn't good. Oh, Lord. 
You forgot to add the bitch. Hey, you gonna make me go outside and grab something from a tree. <laughs> I'm gonna grab me your branch. I'm gonna grab me your switch right off that tree. And me and you was gonna have a switch match. JD. Like Red Velvet and Jet Cargill to Blackman refuting with each other. You didn't see any of that. <laughs> you didn't see any of that. Like what Brandy was doing. Right. You don't see Red Velvet coming out here trying They're to just put, be on, themselves. put on Blake Chase. Like, come on. <laughs> but look, um, yeah, this promo, man. I mean, I'm just y'all know how I feel about Cody. Like this dude, I don't know if it's purpose, like it's, if it's on purpose that he's trying to do this, but if he if he's like been pulling like a sheet over our heads and like being a heel low key on yeah, the lowest bravo. of lows already, then bravo to him. Yeah. But the problem is his fan base isn't woke enough to ever really realize that. And also, I don't think he's like self aware enough. This is yeah, like that's, I, that I thought at first. No, that, that, that's what he was doing. Yeah, I feel like he was doing like this heel slow burn. It would be too smart. Too but smart. now I'm like, oh no, this is this is just how he actually is. That tattoo on the neck sealed it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like, he's not make good judgment decisions. <laughs> yeah, I feel like even eventually in the future when they pick up on it, they're gonna pretend like they that's what they were doing all along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, this is the plan. Did he? Yeah. Did he just accidentally back himself into this or not? Because, like, let's break it down, like, the really, like, the logistics behind Cody Rose's character, right? Mm-hmm. His father was the American dream, Dusty Rose. He fought, we all know, like, the implications of that character. You know, he's not, like, the typical wrestler. He fights he's to the get. Everyman, the he's the everyman, the blue-collar. Fights to get to where he is. He becomes, like, one of the most successful wrestlers ever. His son is a product of that, meaning he has benefited from privilege, a place of privilege, why would he not lean into that? Why is he trying to feed us this idea that he's the everyday American who battles to achieve to where he is, who fought from the ground up? Cody, you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, bro. And it's no problem. You're a wrestler. You can easily feed into that and make that your character. You're supposed to be the American nightmare. You're not supposed to be your father. So let's stop. It, it, have you seen uh, The Boys on Amazon Prime? I've been meaning to check that out. I've been meaning to check it out. That's the uh, one with like the superheroes, right? And it's like, yes. Okay. He reminds me of a character on that show, uh, Homelander, who, who basically he's like, he comes off as like a Captain America like type of person, like type of hero, but like underneath that, there's like something like more sinister like going on with them. Like that, that like I feel like that's like Cody Rhodes should be like leaning into. I feel like he would like smoke a character like that, but yeah. like, I feel like he's just not self aware enough. To, to do that he wants to be the hero like he wants to be like a 1980 style like hero baby face but it's 2021 like you need to to like adjust to that you need an edge yeah do you think he yeah it's weird because usually wrestlers want to be healed do you think he wants to be a face or do you think he feels like he has to just because of his role in the company he I feels like he, he has to be to like be, the face I, but the company's like a year old. Like they've already established like a bunch of other faces. Like you have Darby Allen, you got Hangman Page, you got Orange Cassidy. Hangman like, can easily be the face of the company. Yeah, like he he does not need to be uh the face anymore. And like all of his feuds for like the past like few months have been like very far removed. I feel like from like the rest of like the show, in the tone of like the show. I feel like it's just it's very. It's they very always obvious. just seem tossed in, right? Like yeah, he exists in his own world. Yeah, like he exists in his own universe, basically. Like, mm-hmm. and you saw, and there were rumors too. I think I believe PW Torch reported this that apparently some VPs, AWVPs, are like aren't talking to each other right now. Really? And yes, and if you look at like the TV, like who are the VPs? The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. 
like who's been like the odd man out basically for the past yeah like few He's months just... that doesn't really interact with like them at all it's like all right cody let's thing. <laughs> we're kind of like over here developing our storyline to become more than what we started with and you're kind of just over here still putting yourself over every single person that you have a program with um so yeah i mean if you want to actually join us in making compelling television you could but otherwise i mean uh, I think I you can know. see like their visions probably for wrestling or like opposed because you saw like Cody Rhodes' vision of wrestling is like 1985 like NWA yeah. and he's got to get over it dude it's not I mean you can implement elements of the past but we're not we're not trying to move backwards in wrestling we're just not I, who, like, made, who made that comment this is very this is a sidebar who made that comment saying that uh blood and guts brought the wrestling industry back like 30 years or something did you hear that yeah, it was like a, it was like a report that like some WWE um, executive yeah. said that. Do y'all agree with that? Like, what are your thoughts on that general statement? Like, what do you think they meant? Uh, I don't I think. I don't. I, don't, I guess it's the blood because like WWE's on war games mm. like in the past I, like <laughs> yeah. the past year. Honestly, I think it's because like if if I heard that statement, I would think it would be like because of the ending. I like the cardboard kind of looked. Yeah. And, like, I was all like so easy to tell that that shit was like. But then, very, very, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. a bad stunt. But then W runs Maybe out like, the and, like every, <laughs> every, every, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They run like a bunch of hokey shit, like every in the every eye for week. an eye match. Like, that shit was super, yeah. like, out of like the world, worldly. But they did so, that in a way where it was like somewhat believable and then looked stupid. You know what I mean? I I look stupid. That could, I that could be. <laughs> I feel like that's probably what they mean. Like, if you're gonna do look something dumb. like that, yeah, yeah, at least like have it look like it's passable. Mm-hmm. I can see both arguments too, because I could also see how they're saying with the extra just like blood. But I mean, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it's like such a brutal match. Like, I would think the most visually brutal spot was probably like the the fork thing that Sean Spears did. Oh no, like uh, Santana. Santana, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he poked him. Yeah, he poked him with a fork. Maybe that that could have been what they're talking about. But I mean, I don't we, know. We seem like more brutal. Well, not in like the not in recent history, but like the past like fifteen years, like we've seen like more brutal matches in like WWE now. Like, like Mick Foley and Edge at WrestleMania twenty two. Like I think that was more brutal than yeah anything that happened at Blood and Guts. Yeah, I mean it kind of goes back to what you were saying a few weeks ago, Chad, when you said how the lack of blood or the fact that they're prohibited from blading forces them to be more brutal. Oh, yeah. Like other ways. So You saw yeah, Kyle Riley's back a- a- after that uh, match they had Adam Cole at that recent takeover. Like, both of them, yeah. they were bruised and welted up. Like, they, they definitely, like, they might not have bladed or anything, but they definitely, like, you saw the brutality. Mm-hmm. Even with, like, la- like, last or two weeks ago with Shane and, uh, not Shane, Strickland, fuck, uh, Swerve and Leon Ruff. Yeah, they were going hard. Yeah. Like, just because it's not blood doesn't mean, like, the matches aren't, like, brutal. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. That was just a sidebar I wanted to talk about. Um, Yeah, that Cody promo was shitty. Uh, but... We'll all be... Uh, we'll all be... Uh, England nationalists. Yeah. On... <laughs> and Anthony Gogo faces Cody Rhodes. So, their pay-per-view... Whoa, 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 whoa. It's a pay-per-view next week? No. Is it a TNA pay-per-view this week? No, there's a dirty pay review this week. <laughs> I know, I know we got backlash, but I think TNA's today. Oh yeah, under siege, right? Under siege. Yeah. All right, well, we'll we'll take a peek at that. We'll see if we have time for that. But um, 
Yeah, I was just gonna say Cody will go over a go go whenever fuck whenever. No, um, I think I think a go go needs to go over it, especially after I've that promo think, he cut. I've been thinking plenty of people need to go over Cody since I've been thinking fucking Orange Cassie need to go over Cody. But, think, so, but I mean he has injured. He, he, I, I don't know Orange Cassie got injured. I don't know yeah. if he's like he might have had a concussion. I don't know like what like the extent of it, of his injury is if he's gonna like miss any time or not. Who, uh, Cassidy? Yeah. I think he might just be concussed. I don't know. The way he, like, landed on his head. If it's a neck injury, that would be something else. But it seemed like it was more like a, he was just out of it. So, concussion. I say. Oh, wait, Dar- uh, one more thing on the AEW before we get into uh, WWE. Uh, new TNT champion, Miro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Miro. Um, I was hyped for that because you already know I was – I mean, you like to say I'm a Derby Allen hater. I wouldn't say I'm a hater. I was just kind of bored. Yeah, you, you, man. You got, <laughs> I mean, I mean, no no haters are gonna sit there. Smoking. Uh, All right, fine. If y'all say I'm a, if y'all say I'm a hater and I'm a hater, fuck it. Fuck Derby Allen. Fuck that piece of shit. <laughs> little, little runt ass, little Tony boy, Hawk. Tony Hawk head ass, fucking Bam Margera. Anyway, Miro won the title. <laughs> They gave another title to a former WWE motherfucker, but I don't. I don't really care about that. People like to bring that up, but. Mirror's been uh, the company for like five months and a half. Yeah, they, <laughs> like, they need like, to give them something. They need to give them something. It's like, at what point are they allowed to win the title? Yeah, what point do you get that WWE? Like, and also, this is like being former WWE talent. Like, this doesn't make them like untalented. Like, if Ricochet left, no, it doesn't. WWE I'm today, saying, and then they it, put him in like a top program. Like, people are gonna be like, oh, no, it, 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 no, it's really just a comment on AWs about how like. You know, people just like to say they they were saying they wanted to build new talent, and then every time a new WWE person comes over, you give a title to another one of them. It's like okay, but I mean, look at all their look at most of their former champions. Like you had uh, Brody Lee, got Cody, uh, Miro now, Trish Jericho. I think when you're building a new company that's like two it's years old, like, thing, it's yeah. inevitable, man. You're gonna have like people. Yeah, right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't, I usually don't really care, but that's just what people talk about. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of Darby's TNT title run, the reason why I had a problem with it was because the way I view the TNT title is like, you're supposed to be the kind of the face of the brand. And with Darby, the way his character is, he's kind of mysterious. You know, when he held it, it was like he had it, but it's like, when I see you, I don't feel like I'm witnessing like a champion. I kind of just see like some guy holding the title. You know what I mean? Like, I I just felt like he didn't really represent it as well as it could have been. So like, I, I thought that he did. I thought he represented well because, like, the way this fight defend you like every week mm-hmm. and like the type of matches From that he's having, like different with, the, with like different styles of people. Like, yeah. I feel like you could tell like through like the matches and stuff that like that like how much the title like meant to him, like how like hard he was like fighting in the in the matches to like retain it. Yeah, I can see that. I, I I'm tired of roll ups. I just don't like the roll ups. Look, he, yeah, he, I'm tired of roll ups too. He escapes, he escapes too much. Escape artist. Gives Asby, gives Asby to the last guy. second. So, like, you gotta, you gotta, I feel like it does make sense for like him to, like, that's how he has to beat people is to, like, to, like, maneuver, outmaneuver them basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked how, um, mm-hmm. Rusev, or not Rusev, Miro outmaneuvered that coffin drop. The, oh yeah, and he got to the that show was hot, and they yeah, that show was hot. But um, yeah, I didn't Miro, like. But oh, sorry, I didn't like how like they how fast like I think that's a problem with AEW is that sometimes it's like they cram like way too much into their shows, so they don't let like moments like sink in. 
Yeah, like, and they try to rush stuff because like that last the last few minutes of the show was kind of a fucker uh fuck show. Yeah. Like what, what the hell happened? Some people ran out. I don't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, like what happened? They rushed just it. like in like the past, like this is like 40 seconds, like <laughs> in the span of 40 seconds, like Miro wins the title. He ends Darby Allen's like long championship reign, and then Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky come out and they attack Sting, who they already attacked like earlier, in, in like the match, and then what's what's it called Dark Order ran out, and then Lance Archer comes out, makes his entrance, and like he points at Miro, like this happened yeah. in like thirty seconds <laughs> until TV time remaining. Like, why can't you just have like Miro, like? Just celebrating for the title for like the last like minute of the show. They need to work out a deal with TNT to where you know how WWE has it was like the show goes like they have like a five minute window after it ends. Yeah, the overrun. Like, they need success. something. Yeah, they need something like that. Cause come on, bro. Wait, did it just like cut off abruptly? They just cut. Yeah, that's why yeah. they be having like if you ever pay attention to certain matches like at the main event, it'll be like following conscious schedule for one fall, whatever, whatever, or until TV time remains, like. So the match, oh, they literally like, I remember like, the, it could have been like the first or second week a match literally ended because it was like TV time was cut. So they had to like stop it. I think that was like John Moxley and somebody. Like Pac, wasn't it? John Moxley and Pac, I think. Yeah. That was like the second week they even did AEW. I think they're trying to like establish that. Like, oh, yeah. this is like, this, the, this the, is a stipulation, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, a lot, a lot of shit happened, but uh, Miro is your new TNT champion. Um, if we're going to go back a little bit to the day before, we had NX Tuesdays. I didn't want to say much about it, but I did want to just uh, shed some light on the new faction we have in Hit Row with my boy Isaiah. Oh, yo, shout out to Hit Row. That's, give, give them yo. all the gold, man. Yo, oh, that man. theme song. I'm that theme it. song is fire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's been like a unanimous like appraisal for this, for this new group because just like the way they were presented, from the moment you saw them, you were like, this is something different. Like, this is going to be a new force, a new revolutionary group um, with starring Black talent, which, you know, we love. And they're going to be making their ways in NXT. And I think this honestly thrust Swerve instantly into the main event title scene. And what not in NXT's do, eyes. No one has Triple, Triple H. This is, the, this is the problem with my book with Triple H sometimes. Because he... Because he has, like, these, like, hot talents, but he waits too long sometimes too so damn to, long. Put them in the, to put them in the main event. Like, you saw that what happened with, like, Bianca Belair, where, like, this is, like, right before she left NXT, like, he finally, like, had her in, like, mm-hmm. women's title feuds. But then she, she got caught up, like, immediately after. And then with Keith Lee, he finally becomes NXT champion, gets caught up, like, Almost immediately after that, too. Like, doesn't really get to have a, a, a run with the mm-hmm. title. So I think he needs to, like, strike while the iron's hot with this group. And especially with somebody like Karrion Cross, like, holding the title. Like, Karrion Cross has nothing yeah. for me right now. He doesn't, he doesn't move the <laughs> nothing needle at, at all. all for me. Yeah, I have a problem with that. I mean, we can dive into that a little bit. But where do y'all see – who do y'all see being Hit Row's, like, first target or – their first few. Do you think Leon is still kind of involved in that right now? He said it wasn't over. Nah, it's worth it's not over. Look, saw that. I, I think it may be maybe over for now. They may come back how, to it in the future. I don't know how Leon gonna compete like with them niggas, but oh yeah, this is gonna get ass beat. <laughs> I'm trying to find all the names of the members. I know we got AJ Francis. We got He's, he introduced himself as Top Dollar. Brianna Brandy. Oh, Brianna, yeah, Brianna Brandy. Um, she's now B Fab. 
Shante uh, Shanti D. Adonis. Adonis, he's from Philly, I think. Oh wow. Um, yeah. I don't think did he change his name? I, I think I think it's just a Shanti D. Adonis. Okay, so. Shanti D. Adonis. So yeah, man, this group I like that it's like a mixed gender group too. It's really dope. Mixed gender, all black. They kind of have like a music, hip hop, like group kind of aura to them, and I like I like that. I always wanted them to do like a a faction like that. And Swerve yeah. seems like so confident in that. Like Swerve was already like yeah. on the mic before, but I feel like he's like taking like Valley has his group like his confidence is like at all time high. Mm-hmm. So I think I think we're about to see some great work between them, yeah. especially in NXT. I think they they let them cook too, and like do like mostly like their ideas. Like they have a lot of creative input into mm-hmm. what they do. I wonder if we could see a future where they hold they all hold titles at once. Uh, I just hope that yeah, like you said, I hope they get time to cook in NXT. You don't you don't got to push them up yet. I think NXT is going to be. They're like breeding ground. They're gonna they're gonna really dominate for the next year or two. Hopefully, if they do get called up, ever don't put them on Raw. <laughs> no, please not Raw. Yo, imagine like imagine Swerve and like in Tribal Chief Roman Reigns cutting a promo on each other. Stop it. You got you got hit on the background. <laughs> you got the bloodline in the background with Reigns. <laughs> oh no, I can't see them. Well, I mean, we haven't seen much from the group, but I can't see them anywhere but NXT right now. So, I think that's yeah. the perfect that's the perfect place for them. Yeah, I, f- I feel like they have a lot of time to like make that group like into a big attraction because mm-hmm. they're all like everyone in the group is relatively new or like kind of unknown. So, yep. Granted, if it doesn't come off like a little corny, I feel like no, there's a good upwards trajectory. I think this first introduction showed us that they got it. They got the chops. This ain't gonna be none. There ain't gonna be no corniness. Mm-hmm. They got it. Hold I'm on. not gonna lie. When he started rapping, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> <laughs> it was like a half rap promo. Like yeah, I was head. like, "Oh, like, oh, where's this going?" And then <laughs> that was the sexy, y'all. I was like, "Oh, I fuck with this group heavy." And he started rapping. I was like, "Wait!" He started rapping. <laughs> this don't sound like the acclaimed. <laughs> Big claim. Yeah, I saw I saw that shit too. I was like, I, I saw it right after seeing the hit row video too, and I was like, huh. <laughs> AEW fans were like, they're stealing stealing from AEW. Rap group, rap group. Max Caster has has logic as far as <laughs> yeah. that's what he is. He yeah, he does scream logic to me. Yeah, he much, has, has B Rabbit bars. <laughs> much like Cody Rhodes, much like Cody Rhodes, two two men that are very much like logic. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, y'all had any more comments on the hit row? Uh, give them all the gold. Yeah, Triple H, stop, stop playing. All right, like mm-hmm. let's, let's go with you. Bro. We're not, we're not letting this shit happen again. Speaking right, of, give that black man the gold. Exactly. Speaking of giving people the gold, we had a somewhat, arguably historic title win that happened yesterday on SmackDown. Uh, Natalia and Tamina won the Smack. Uh, I'm sorry, women's tag team titles. Tamina the legend. And what are y'all thoughts on this? Because I mean they gave them they gave them pyro, they gave them a huge celebration. And Uh, I was actually I was actually surprisingly here for it because yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I I just I mean it was I just wish that I just wish that happened at WrestleMania. 
Cause yeah, I don't see why. Yeah, the pyro, the pyro being on SmackDown was random. The crowd was so behind Tamina at WrestleMania. Like she was probably one of the most over people of both nights at WrestleMania. That would have been an amazing moment if the first title there. The reason why this moment, or the reason why really is is a moment to me, is because of the obvious fact that these are two women who are a part of the two greatest families in wrestling history. You know, she comes from the Hart family um tamina from the anawaii family you already know about them but i just think they didn't really did they really bridge that gap on tv and telling that story about how these two are you know connecting the two families together and win titles that i think that's the reason why it's historic no uh they briefly mentioned it i think or maybe like online or yeah wherever. i think they mentioned on but, commentary I like, like in passing when, when they're them like most of like that storytelling is like yeah mcafee and cole I've like brought it up yeah but i mean um i saw some people like in the discord chats i'm in had kind of like a, a problem with her they were just like what why, why do they deserve pyro but i mean it made all the sense to the world to me i was like yeah she won't tell you know, these, and even like <laughs> even you know apart from that too like look at look at Nat, natty and tamina like these are two legends in the women's division no matter what you think about them they've been there for like over a decade now right yeah and so yeah. i mean tamina just look at all the work they the put Usos. in and this is tamina's first title like think about yeah how, she definitely came the same night as the usos think about how ridiculous that is this is tamina's first title ever in wwe that's crazy yeah, and i, I think, think she should have won the title like yeah well i think she should have got rid of that jacket a long time ago ever since she lost that jacket too <laughs> she lost that jacket yeah. she started cooking yeah, yeah, like so we to, to actual gear. Yo, wrestling attire dictates your performance. I'm telling you, look at Dijek. Ricochet. Ricochet. Look at, <laughs> look at Apollo. Look at Apollo. He puts some oh, pants on. Tights? Yeah. Look at Bobby. Bobby put pants on. Boom. Um, But yeah, that's all. I just wanted to give them their props real quick. Uh, Natty and Tamina, new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Um, One more thing from SmackDown before we dive into WrestleMania Backlash. Real quick. Uh, Baron Corbin had a match with Nakamura. We had the King of the Ring face off against the King of Strong Style. And the the reason why I mentioned the King factor is because we saw Nakamura. He lost to Baron Corbin, but afterwards he, I think he Kinshasa him and then he took the crown. Where do y'all see this going with Nakamura having this new crown kind of thing? You think they're going to dive into the King of Strong Style thing? I hope and they have hope- this. Have this yeah, sort of just prop him up a little bit. Like, See, it, it's yeah, something so he's, small. He's something. He's it's character. so small, but the way Nakamura invokes his character into like the littlest of things, the way he was putting the crown on, the way he was dancing with it and stuff, it <laughs> adds just something so small like that adds an additional layer to him. And I think that from here on out, we might be getting a little push for Nakamura. He could hope be the this, next person to challenge Roman. Who knows? I hope this leads to King of the Ring coming back. Yeah, <laughs> and I like, do. And it like should. The it's about that time, right? I mean, it's been like when two they years since year? he was, it's been two. Was, yeah, it's been like two years. Yeah, it had, yeah, I think it was like September or it was around like October, around the time Fox moved to SmackDown, I think, right? Yeah. I don't know yeah. why they don't do it every year. I feel like tournaments are a pretty easy thing to keep yeah. people like invested and they don't capitalize off of that. Yeah, I'm fine with get I'm fine with getting a King of Ring every other year. I mean, as long as they keep it frequent. The only thing is that well, I want like a reward too for a way yeah. King of Ring. Like like, like a title SummerSlam. Like at SummerSlam you get like the Universal or WWE champion. Mm. Like kind of like the kind of like the Royal Rumble for like the summer basically. That's why I want King of the Ring to be. Yeah. Like that's how they figure out the SummerSlam main event. 
Yeah, like, I feel like that would be a good thing to bridge WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Yeah, because yeah, like, like it kind of I mean, feels like so lifeless. They kind of use Money in the Bank for that a little bit. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. But also, maybe uh, you, get, you get more out of. I don't know. I, I feel like you get more out of like the King of the Ring. You, you can use both, but like you get more like television out of like doing like these like King of the Ring like tournaments like each week. Like you, so then you're not just having like meaningless matches every week. Like this is like to move on to like the next round. Of like the King of the Ring tournament. Yeah, they also don't use money in the bank nearly as good as they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as they used to too. I thought the yeah. last year's um, I'm gonna have to go rewatch that match because that uh, the corporate ladder match was dope. I haven't rewatched that since it first happened, but um, I thought that was hot. I actually like this year when they did it, when like they had that little trial going on when Miz was trying to get the briefcase from Otis. I thought that was unique. But no, I feel you like I feel like the legitimacy of the money to bank briefcase has like been lost. I I can't recall like recent winners like that. You know what I mean? Braun, Braun Strowman. He yeah, was, Braun he held it for a Baron little bit. Corbin. What the hell is that? See, that's the thing. Like, they keep having like these like big guys who already get like pushes before like yeah. hold the title, like hold the briefcase. It's supposed to be for Braun somebody. Yeah. For somebody who like who's like on the fringe or like the hinge main event scene is like, oh, Otis, I can see this person Otis, getting pushed, like, but they're not okay. there yet. Otis is not the right person to have for the money in the bank, though, especially because th- you knew they weren't going to go all the at way. Least at yeah. least not that soon. Yeah. They, they they pulled it so random. It was just like he was in a tag team, and then next thing you know, he's money in the bank. It's like if they had they had waited a little bit, you see like what he's doing now. He's in a tag team. He's heel. If they had waited to make him a single star and then sort of like put him in money in the bank, I, I could see it. Because like I said, I could see Otis being like the next little like Mark Henry type of dude, but Hey, that's that's neither here nor there. I who do you want to see early predictions? But who do you want to see win the money in the bank this year? Um, I want to see Ali win it. Yeah, Ali? same. Okay, but yeah. I don't know. It's like they've killed his momentum so much that it's like for no reason hard to build him back up. It'll probably be Matt I Riddle. I would have loved to have seen like Cedric, like if her business was still together, if like Cedric, like surprisingly got like the money in the bank briefcase and then just like the, the dynamic yeah and, like, just like oh you better not catch that shit and like, you can't catch like just the look that you would give like bobby lashley like, so, like bobby lashley could be like laid out mm-hmm. and then you see like cedric just like cedric just like him. looking like the mvp <laughs> like that would have been that would have been such a cool dynamic mm-hmm. and that, especially too because they were building up cedric as like the loose cannon of like the her business like he was the one that like would fly off the handle all the time too Mm-hmm. And like they have to reel him back in. They cut that shit. Him and Shelton had a match, right? Yeah, Shelton beat him. They about to have a pre-show match at Backlash. How much uh, you want I, that's it. That's that was just so unnecessary. To Missed opportunities. Yep. Raw went yeah. downhill after that. Not that it was <laughs> uphill. Not that it was great. But yeah, <laughs> it was definitely a shining light in the shitty ass show. It is. Yeah. It was just very noticeably like it, it took away from the show. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. One, I was going to say, oh, go ahead. I was going to answer your question. I was saying maybe Matt Riddle. I was, um, nah, if they like nah. big dudes, what Keith if, Lee. Uh, Keith, hopefully, Keith Lee comes Roger back. Strong. But my prediction, oh, I'm going to have to say at this point, damn, that's hard. Maybe Nakamura. Oh, Nakamura. Oh, did Nakamura win? No, he did. Yeah, the Royal Rumble. Doing the Royal Rumble. Rumble. So I'm trying to think. I feel like he'd be pretty I feel like they might give the briefcase to Raw. Adam Cole. 
Adam Cole, he disappeared well, oh, from NXT. Briefcase was on Raw. Yeah, yeah. What if he did that? He's just like they had like surprise, like, like, like Selena Bill was like, it's like, oh wait, I have one more person in the Money in the Bank match. Adam Pearce is like, what? And then Adam Cole comes out. Oh man, Adam and Adam. Yeah, I, don't <laughs> I feel like that's funny. I feel cool, like that's something baby. they would do, like a weird little rivalry between them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he had like he'd be like, beefing with like Adam Pierce like on on there. It's like give me like the Adam match, Cole. Adam. <laughs> I feel like he's like the perfect character to like beef with like authority figures. Uh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. He's just like a like yeah. a his character is such like a, a, like a little douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Money in the Bank is next month, but this week tomorrow. We have WrestleMania backlash to preview. Oh wait, as one well. more. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Thing on SmackDown, I, I I really like the the Bailey uh, Bianca Belair. So oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, I like that too. I like that too. Especially like Bailey was like when she said to Bianca, like when I see you, I see myself like in mm-hmm. you. Like you try to like please the fans. And so you think this shit all fun and games? Nowhere. They gonna yeah. turn on you. Just watch. Um, I like that. Um, so like one of my there. one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I said last week, I said I didn't really need much for them to sell me. And I think this was exactly like it. Like, they just needed to cut a quick promo. Come in here, tell us your side of the story, and then we're going to get it popping because we already know what y'all going to do in the ring. Sometimes I don't need a little fleshed out story. I just want this one off. We'd already know it's probably just going to be a one off, something real quick. And yeah, we're going to, that might be, could be match of the night. But uh, that does so much bad storytelling. They're wrong. Yeah, like, you we have all two. Know. We all know. Wow, um, where do you think they go from here? I guess we're gonna have to. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna get into it in our, in our predictions. Let's let's talk about it. Um, first match of the card, man. Um, I know everybody's been hyped for this. We got the Miz versus Damian Priest. Priest got the chance to choose the stipulation for this match, and what did he choose? The dreaded, unforgiving lumberjack match. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I didn't even see that. I didn't see that he chose a yeah, lumberjack match. I didn't even know they were facing chose a fucking a lumberjack, lumberjack match. That's what he chose? Oh, my yeah. God. I hate lumberjack matches. I don't I hate mean, them, but it's like, I feel like they they feel so much more. Com- they had such a comedic aspect to a match that I don't always want to see. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, like, like I feel like there's only been, like, one good lumberjack match I've seen in like recent years, and that was like Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, like SummerSlam a few years ago. Just like the way that they were like using lumberjacks, though, it was like it was different than like most mm-hmm. other lumberjack matches. The only lumberjack I can recently recall where it made sense was was actually against the Miz too, where Bobby won the title, and it was, they made that stipulation because he he couldn't actually escape the ring. They didn't want him to run away. That's when it makes sense. So now they running it back against the same dude like Miz again. Well, uh, lumberjacks. I don't know who y'all got. I got Damian Priest. I feel like they should keep building him up. Yeah, Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. Even uh, though I, I kind of want the I want the Miz to go SmackDown. He always exceeds on SmackDown, but yeah. Um, I he always got- ends up back on SmackDown. I got Priest as well. Uh, we don't got to spend too much time on that because it's undisputed. I think that's a lot because, you know, Priest, obviously they're putting a lot of stock in him, and we knew that the minute they put put him up with uh, Bad Bunny. So 
um, where do y'all see Damian Priest like going from here? Because you could put him, you could argue he could fit right into that main event title scene right now. I don't, I don't think the mid card really needs it. So, what's yeah. even, who's even the champ? Oh, Sheamus. Okay, yeah, I, I can see Sheamus and Damian Priest feuding with each other. I can see that too. So, do you think? I can I see that, but I don't want be, to. I guess a better question would be: Do you think Damian Priest needs a mid card title run or? Just to be in that nah. scene for a little bit before he gets thrown in. I think he should just go straight up to the main event. I, they don't have to like slow build everyone. Sometimes like yeah. when you just like shoot a rocket to their back, it it still works. Yeah, that's true. Him, him and Lashley probably have a really good match too. Yeah. So he was North American title. Like that was that that was mid card enough. Uh, I feel like he's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, his time, right? Yeah. So moving along in the car, we got the SmackDown tag team titles on the line. Where the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, yeah, that's pretty good. Where Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode will defend against the father-son duo of Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Now they've been teasing a lot about how Ray and Dominic are able to win. They'd be the first ever father and son um, tag team to win the gold. How do how do y'all think? (laughs) Yeah, him and Shane, right? You would think they would want to give it to themselves, but. How do you? How does that affect y'all pick? Like knowing that they've been um, teasing this a lot, do y'all think that they're going to go straight for it, or do you think they just kind of throwing it in our face, building it up for later? I can, I can see them pulling the trigger on that. Yeah, there's no reason for Dolphin. Bobby for Dolphin. To be, to be I mean, honestly, I actually been I've been enjoying the work that they've been doing, Dolphin Bobby. Um, like as a tag team, I think they have legitimized themselves as a good group. It helps when they hit where matching clothes you know i think that always helps leather jackets yeah i like their i like their little gimmick they got going on so i mean i could see this going either way but with the smackdown tag titles i don't really i don't see why not so i guess i'll go with ray and dominic why not i can see uh ray and dominic winning and then like what the fuck and then dropping it to the usos yeah. yeah, they probably do a whole family who whose family blah blah blah. Strong mm. family. Mm. Yeah, talking about family. Only, you know. Yeah, let's bring that in. So you say rain dumb. I like that too because I was also thinking like uh, yeah, the next the next it does seem like the next challenges will be the Usos. So who would have the better match off? Do you think like the Usos versus the Mysterios? That's written. That's written right there. We got family versus family, like you said, Dylan. So there you yeah. go. What you got, Chad? I'm going with the Mysterios. Mysterios. All right, bet. So undisputed picks so far. Two matches in. Uh, next up, we got the Raw Women's Championship match between Rhea Ripley, Asuka, and Charlotte. It'll be a triple threat. Um, Rhea Ripley and Asuka have negative chemistry <laughs> with each other. You said they have what? They have negative chemistry yeah. with each other. Like Even going back to when Rhea did that like table flip thing and totally just smack the shit out of Oscar's face. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah Rhea, you you snapping real. Every, every match between them, it's just just like a, an awkward spot <laughs> between mm-hmm. them. It seems like they like not like working well with each other. So let me ask y'all this: What are y'all thoughts on Rhea's title run right now? Because a lot of a lot of people had problems with how they rushed her into the scene. I thought that I mean I didn't think we needed to build Rhea up much, but I am kind of backtracking now and thinking like. You know, it's not much heat behind her title ring right now. She kind of just yeah. has it. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel like too. it may have been the wrong call. Mm-hmm. If they if they planned on putting a title on her, maybe WrestleMania wasn't like the 
the right, but they, right moment. Yeah. They kind of booked themselves into a corner based on what happened last year when Charlotte beat her for the NXT Championship. Mm-hmm. The they felt like they had to. Now they're like, oh, right. we have to beat her because we can't beat her like two times mm-hmm. in a row in big matches yeah. at WrestleMania. Like well, now, this. guess what? We about to go back to square run, square one, reset the basics. I think Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte. yeah I, I do too. I, honestly, I, I think that too. I can see it. Look, you know, the, the division needs some heat right now. And if you want to do that, the obvious motherfucking answer is right there. The queen, bitch. Put, yeah, and they're, they're definitely going to care. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since we had a Charlotte title run. Has it not? Has it like been, t- really been a minute? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it hasn't really been a minute. She, but... had that little, she had that little tag title run with Oscar. But that was it. Oh, when was the I last time she held the, a women's title? When Bailey, when Bailey beat her, right? I mean, she was NXT champion last year, too. That shit don't count. Which I, I kind of enjoyed, not going to lie. I wish mm-hmm. I kind of wish it was it was longer, or maybe they booked it differently. It kind of you know, just ended she, fast. She didn't really defend it on the brand, did she? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that, that. That like uh, that title was like a fever dream to me. I just don't. I don't really remember it. Like it happened, but how did she lose it? Eo beat her. Uh, okay. yeah. Well, Eo like pinned Charlotte. I mean, no, she didn't even pin Charlotte. She pinned Rhea. <laughs> So technically, Rhea, yeah, so lost Rhea the just taking twice. L for <laughs> so, um, Dylan, you picked Charlotte, right? Yeah, that's your official pick. Okay, Chad, who you got? Yeah, I'm going with uh, Rhea. Going with Rhea. Okay. All right, All right one step got... further. Who, yeah. who do you think takes the takes the fall? Ooh. I don't want to say Oscar, but it's probably going to be Oscar. Yeah, I'm gonna say Oscar as well. Yeah, I'm gonna go Oscar. Or Charlotte will pin Rhea. I, yeah, I don't think I don't think Charlotte's taking the fall in this. Oh, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> all right, so we all predict Oscar to pin. Um. Oh no, I predict Rhea. I got predict I got Rhea. Stand out, okay. Yeah. Charlotte's gonna pin Rhea. Facts. All right, bet. So I'll add a little extra point stipulation in for that, since technically we all pick something a little different. I picked Charlotte, Penn and Oscar. Dylan's got Charlotte, Penn and Rhea. Chad's got Rhea, Penn and Oscar. Okay. All right, bet. Next up, on the other side, we got the SmackDown Women's Championship match. It's going to be a one-on-one between Bianca Belair and Bailey. Should be a barn burner of a match. Not Probably, a I'm going to say, top two match of the night, if not Roman and Cesaro. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Bianca, though. Yeah, I'm with Bianca. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not we don't need to spend much time on that. We know the match is gonna be fire. I'm excited for it. Um next up, WWE Championship triple threat match. Bobby Lashley will defend his reign against Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. My prediction for this is somebody's going through a barricade because it happens oh, yeah. like every time. So is he getting spears? Braun going gonna through the be... barricade with Bobby gonna spear his shit. He's gonna he's gonna either spear him through or he's gonna move out of the way and then he's gonna spear himself through the barricade. Like somebody's that, that barricade's getting taken down. All right, <laughs> what so the other that match? With y'all predictions for this match, I also want you to give away the sequence of the finish. How do you think it's gonna play out? Braun has Bob Braun has Bobby up for like the running power slam. Drew hits him with the claymore, goes to cover him, and then Bobby hits him with the spear. It's Drew with the spear, covers Braun. One, two, three. I like it. So you say Bobby. Yeah. Bobby, but in the event, in the event that Bobby does pin Braun, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do not want to see another Drew and Bobby match afterwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's over. That's that's done. So Dylan, with that being said, who, what what are your thoughts on how this match is going to play out? The final moments. I think uh, I think Bobby Lashley probably going to slap the hurt lock on. Uh, well, you think they will make him tap out twice? On Drew, or is that just what I want to see? I mean, no, me personally, I feel like I feel like with a triple threat, it's gonna be kind of hard to have a submission finish. So I would, I think it's, I think no matter what the finish gonna be, it's gonna be like a quick pin. Somebody catch somebody. Spear, yeah, spear out of nowhere, claymore out of nowhere. You got plenty of opportunities for that. So you go, with Bobby. You, you going with Bobby Dylan? Pin and Braun? Yeah, I'm going with Bobby, man. It's, it's Bobby bitch over here. You feel me? <laughs> our pick, our predictions for this card are very boring because we all picking the same shit. <laughs> wait, wait. Um, so look, this how it's gonna play Brown. out, right? This how it's gonna play out. Um, damn, I'm trying. To, all right, I'm trying to figure out who's gonna get pinned here. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of fuck with what you said, Chad. But I'm, I'm gonna add this little, I'm gonna add this little tidbit into it too, Bobby. About to get Braun up for the spear. He about to get Braun ready. He in the corner. Like, oh, get the fuck up. Come on, get up, get up. Running. He start charging. I don't know where. Here come Drew out the fucking right-hand corner. You ain't even see him. Boom, Claymore. Clap, dick it. Bobby on the ground. Here come Braun. Braun trying to dick eat. He coming to attack Drew. Get him up for the power bomb. Boom, hit the power bomb. Here come Lashley up again. He up fast as shit somehow. Spear on Braun. Pins Braun. That's a wrap. What y'all think? I like that. Sounds I like good. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same shit we was already saying. Hits him with like a hits him with like one of those like WD, like Smash versus Raw creative finisher. Yeah. Moves that make no sense. <laughs> like a 450. Canadian destroyer. <laughs> the only loophole in my finish is how quick Bobby can get up from that claymore. But either way, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be some shit where like somebody hit a finisher and then somebody come in and like take over. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's yeah. do that. Um finally we got our main event match for the Universal Championship. We will have for the first time ever Cesaro challenging for a world title. Historic um, Reigns. against the tribal chief, the big dog head of the table. Roman Reigns. Accompanied by main event, Jey Uso. I don't even think I got to ask y'all what this finish is. Yeah. Oh, hell, the tribal chief. Yes, sir. Acknowledge him. We're acknowledging Roman Reigns. Undisputed Romans? Yes. All right. This is going to be an amazing match, though. It's going to be a great match. Spectacular. I think it's going to be matching tonight. I don't think. um, Yeah. yeah, Props to Bianca and Bailey. I don't think they're going to have it. To match the energy to match, Roman. yo, this match is probably gonna get like 25 30 minutes, too. Yeah, so they're gonna have they a lot of time to cook, have, they're not even gonna have the booking for it. So, how all right, we all pick Roman, but what's the likelihood that y'all think Jimmy could possibly cost Roman the title? I don't uh, think he's cost it. I think, I think he's cost Cesaro. I think that's it's gonna ultimately end up he's happening. gonna do the surprise turn. Yeah, I think we get, yeah, you know, it's crazy. I thought. Yeah, I thought maybe before, like, the promo they cut last night that he would have it in him to cost Roman the title. Then Roman, they would have, like, convinced him to, like, or manipulate him into challenging Cesaro. I was like, all right, maybe not. Yeah. I I, I mean, if we wanted to dive into that story a little bit because we didn't talk about it on SmackDown, 
I liked how it was interesting to see Jimmy and Roman going back and forth. And then at the end of it, Roman kind of got his way anyway and like manipulated him into taking a match against Shame. I mean, not Sheamus, Cesaro. Did y'all yeah. kind of peep that? It was like, yeah, I was like, oh, you can't do what I do. Prove that you can do what I do by beating the person I have to fight in two days. Yeah, I love how he was just oh, like, he's, he was just like shitting on like the match in the, in like in the first piece. Like, he's like that match means nothing. He's like it's an exhibition match. Like nobody gives a yeah, damn nobody about gives this a match. Fuck about these matches. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was an exhibition match, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing. You know, Roman be saying the funny shit that we be thinking though. Like that's what's funny about him. Nick got the look on his face, dude. Like he was like hundred percent serious. That nigga was dead serious. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? He's like, why? Like, why are your feelings for? He's like, why are your feelings over this? Like, like this he was almost nothing. he almost <laughs> like it looked like he almost genuinely didn't know why he was upset. <laughs> and he was like, yo, why are you mad? <laughs> like, it's like it's an exhibition match. <laughs> he should have been like, you're getting your ass beat too. <laughs> like I saved you. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I think Roman defends, and a month from now, we'll probably get um, all three of them holding gold or silver for the tag and titles, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just want to see that visual of all of them holding it. And then um, yeah. hopefully this is just another step for us to get there. And then Tamita j- joins up the whole family together. <laughs> the whole family has yeah. the gold. Oh, shit. And then Natalia is just there, too. <laughs> I wish, damn, I wish Nia Jackson to me. Wait outside, Natalia. <laughs> I wish Nia Jackson to me was a tag team instead. That's what I got on my 2K shit. The whole family. They, they were at one point. Yeah, they were. They're, they're at WrestleMania. They're, they both, I guess they both have two some, like, similar styles. Like, it's, it's probably hard to work a match. It'd but, be like, it'd be like, Natalia would be like, uh, when Owen Hart was in the nation, continuing in the group tradition right. of hearts, just being yeah, right, right. <laughs> randomly in just factions. being there. I mean, randomly being in factions. It wouldn't, it wouldn't not make sense for Natalia to be in that group, just because, like, obviously the legacy we were just talking about before, like them, them two having like the being yeah. part of the most. Like, she's family. got bloodline too. She's she's got like, I got bloodline. Blood. You know, I'm part of the head of the table. You know, <laughs> I can get with it. Just the table over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm on the other table. You know? we got a little, we got a little less seasoning over here, but right, I'm, the, I'm in the middle of the other table. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that that concludes um our fantasy booking and also our predictions for WrestleMania Backlash. Um, I don't want to get into predictions for Under Siege tonight, but I, I'll just run through that card just because it's happening today. Um, Impact. We'll have a pay-per-view tonight, Aaron on Impact Plus. You'll see Susan and Kimberly take on Tenille Dashwood and Taylor Wilde. I don't know half of these people, so that's why I'm kind of just running. Brian Myers versus Black Taurus. Willie Mack versus W. Morrissey. You'll see Kenny Omega, the defending, or not defending, but the Impact World Champion, AEW World Champion, AAA Mega, blah, 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 fuck. And the Good Brothers versus Eddie Edwards and Finn Juice from New Japan. Then we got the Impact Tag Team Championship number one contenders match. TJP and Petey Williams. That sounds like a good, uh, nice little tag team. Rohit Raju, I like him. And Shira versus Triple XL and Ace Austin. Yo, I don't know who Triple XL is. Triple XL versus Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Uh, Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship match. Deanna Perrazzo, who's been cooking, versus Havoc. Um, Impact Wrestling X Division Championship. Josh Alexander, also been cooking. First El Phantasmo. Phantasmo. El Phantasmo is a white man, as much as you might think he's not. 
Canadian white man too. Canadian white man. Uh, <laughs> then we got the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Tag Team Championship match between Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering. That's um, what's the name? Paul Ellering's daughter, right? Yes. First Fire and Flavor. Um, if you haven't checked them out, that's a dope tag team too. Um, then finally, Impact World Championship number one contenders match: Fatal Four Way between Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder, Chris Bay. Chris Saban, Sammy Callahan, Moose, and Trey Miguel. Damn, that's a lot of people. That's six. Six way. Yeah. I, I thought it was a fatal four way at first. My fault. <laughs> um, I want to see. I think they're going to give it to Sammy Callahan. This is the only prediction I'm going to give because he teased already in a little short promo him facing Kenny. And I want to see him versus Kenny in a hardcore match. That would, that, would, that would knock my socks off a little bit. I think it's too early to go with like Moose. At this point, um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. Um, that's a good point you brought up. I can see him going with it. I think too. that's end game. I think that's I think end it's, game with, with this, with this Kenny Omega and Impact. Really? Is Moose is going to take the title off of him? I can see that, or I can see Chris Baby in end game. Yeah, but same. I, don't know. I think, I think either that. I can see Chris Bay and Kenny locking it up at least. Uh, because yeah, I want to see that match. Because if Bay you want to argue in the future, if you want to argue anything too early, I would say Chris Bay maybe, but it could also be his time too. So. I think Chris Bailey, he's like a star, like waiting to happen. I thought AW like missed, like not being mm-hmm. inside him. I want him to go to NXT, did. but we all know that. Um, See, I didn't want to go to NXT. I wanted him to go, like, I think I wanted him to go like Impact Wrestling or AEW first, where like he could like like rise up to be like a main mentor. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So, yeah, that concludes uh, all the nice festivities going on this weekend. Um, but yeah, man, anything else y'all wanted to talk about before we head on out of here? Uh, shout out J. Cole, man. Oh, yeah, let's talk about it. Fire, bro. Fire. Do you think, do you think this is the best album? Uh, I've run it back. Um, I think I've listened to it twice now. And I uh, know I was just cheesing hard as fuck while, while I was listening yeah. to it the first time. Yeah, him and 21 Savage is, is LeBron and D Wade. In like 2013, like they they don't miss on any of their songs. He popped up. I said, "Who the fuck? Who said this shit ain't had no features?" Yo, Lil Baby slid on his verse too. Bro, yeah, Lil, Lil Baby, Baby came inside. He slid on any verse though. That's true. That's true. Um, I fuck with this album heavy though. Um, I always think J Cole albums are like too short, but I think it's just because like I'm a fiend. I just want more. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't really like long albums to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, not me either. Like I think. If you if you push an hour, I think even that's kind of long. I think this album was what like thirty nine minutes. Yeah, like 30, what yeah, was that 39. one Drake album a couple years ago? It was like thirty songs. <laughs> was it? Bro, Chris like, Brown be doing that shit. He be dropping albums maybe like sixty songs on oh, there. It'd be yeah. two like, sides, and all of them sound the same too. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, Chris damn, bro. <laughs> Twelve <laughs> songs, thirty nine like, minutes. This is uh, music terrorism. <laughs> it's like I don't need all this. Yeah, um, was y'all listen to that Nicki Minaj? Was that just like a? Uh, yeah, just I listened to the, the song. Actually. Yeah, yeah. It's like an old mixtape. Yeah, like. it brought me back a little bit because uh, it was some of the some of those like the first, era. first, yeah, like that yeah, middle man. school type shit. Oh yeah, that, that that's a good two thousand nine ish era. I was like, ooh, this bringing me back. Oh, middle school. Yeah, no, I, I was like, oh, they 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 so cool again. That 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 makes my uh my younger self like that. That's what's up. Mine's be going like that piff. Like look at this stuff. Yeah, Download mixtapes. Oh man, you see people have it easy. Like we're selling old, selling old people here, but like 
or streaming and everything. Like you had to, you had to, you had to work to find like music. Like even like, for, like ten years ago, <laughs> you had to work hard. YouTube to MP3 converter. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, I had so much. I had so much. I wore that out. Limewire. Oh, Limewire. Lime, bro, yes. Limewire. That shit used to leave mad fucking viruses. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You had to like exit out like twenty windows to download. <laughs> My sister song. had like a whole business where she would like make playlists for people. They would send her lists of songs they wanted her to grab, and she would just like. No, because that shit was a job. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you had to search. It wasn't all in one place. You had to like, f- like go to like different websites sometimes just to get the mm-hmm. whole mixtape or whole yeah. album. Yeah. Props to her for finding the hustle. Yeah. Yeah, if you want that shit to look super fancy, change the title. You Throw find out. Oh yeah, you have to change that. <laughs> yeah, go to the file and drop that shit. That's funny. Um, back to our backlash real quick. I might have to add a few stipulations so we can get a clear winner here. We already got. We already got something. Right now, it's gonna be hinging on whoever, whatever the finish to the Raw Women's Title matches, and I mean like very specific, as in like who who pins who. So let's add, yeah. let's add something. Do y'all think they'll add a match to the pre-show? Mm. Do you see Shelton? Mm. Um, Cedric. Wait, there's no Intercontinental Title match. Oh wait, is there even a pre-show anymore? I think there will be. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know. It's probably on. Yeah, I think so. There's no IC title match. Yeah, oh, there's one like the night on SmackDown. Yeah, oh, gonna okay. have it. Damn, I thought they had a yeah. four-way. There's no yeah, next week on Smackdown. There's no U.S. title match. Um, oh, Sheamus open challenge. It could be open challenge. Hmm. I kind of want to see him face Roderick Strong. I don't know. I just want to see Roderick Strong pop up somewhere. I was intrigued the last time he left our our screen. So if y'all had to do a random prediction for a pre-show match that they're gonna throw in here, what do y'all think? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go uh, Cedric and Shelton. Cedric and Shelton. I just throw it. I think that's a good that's a good pick. Um, what you got, Dylan? I'm gonna go with Sheamus and he may not have a match. He may like come out and attempt to have a match, and then somebody comes out and like. So Sheamus open challenge segment maybe. Yeah, I can see that. Um, damn, what do I think? I'm gonna say. Maybe we'll see, damn, maybe like Apollo versus Sammy, maybe? Um, Trying to think of what else is happening on these shows. I could see something with Sheamus. RK, bro, they kind of doing their thing. Um, I'm going to go with Apollo. Apollo versus Sammy or some shit. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, that, that'll be it. I just wanted to throw in something to make have us a clear cut winner for this. But hey, be the winner. Mark my it? words. Who's even the podcast listeners? Right champ, Chad. Chad won mania. Champion. I did win mania. Chad won mania. Uh, so um, yeah, it's acknowledged. He's the tribal chief. Yeah, we'll see who who gets all the acknowledgement come Sunday night. <laughs> but look, man, thank you guys for tuning into the show. This has been episode number 11 of Subject to Change. Um, yeah, your boys, the Fabulous Three Bros, have came. We saw. We delivered. We stood. We stood and delivered. We um, stacked them. <laughs> stacked them. <laughs> them. 
recorded them. And yeah, that's it, man. Make sure y'all follow the page on Twitter at sub number two change pod. Um, yeah, man, follow me at Vince McMahon's. You already know the spelling. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Joe. And we're out of here. Oh, wait. Uh, follow oh, yeah. me on Instagram <laughs> at SlimVillain. You know. Facts. Yep. That's follow all. me on Twitter and Instagram at Chad Gelfand. And yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the shows y'all got this weekend. Should be some fun. And we'll check back in with y'all next week. Enjoy. Peace. Deuces. Deuces.